You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Talk Recorded live. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini, and we have another uh, interview for you guys today uh, with uh, Mike Sikoski of uh, A is for Adam. We're going to get into all that in a minute. Very talented songwriter, very interesting person. Uh, I'd like to uh, thank my sponsor, first of all, before we get too far into this, my longtime and long-suffering sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine pplmag.com. It's Pittsburgh's first internet radio, TV network, and online community magazine and business directory. Uh, You can listen to, watch, download, receive emails with the latest audio and video created by the members of the community. There's articles, coupons, and you can even find businesses. If you're so inclined, start your own magazine page and get your own uh, video and audio podcast up there, just like we do here at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, Positively, Pittsburgh Live magazine sees about a million unique uh, visitors each month, so it's a great place to kind of uh, be seen. That is pplmag.com. Like I said, you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and that is ludinirockandrollcircus.com, doing two interviews, putting out two interviews a week, uh, and I believe at this point we will have uh, started uh, our... uh, reboot of our music podcast where you can hear a lot of great rock and roll. That is LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com to keep uh, abreast of everything that we have going on there. Uh, I was, uh, as I was mentioning when we came on, uh, that I've got Mike Sikoski here, the man behind the arty, literate, indie pop project A is for Adam. Uh, He's had a distinguished career in the music business so far, but a few transformative events drastically altered his path. Now he welcomes a new era of fever creativity with a bold new aesthetic and a thrilling monthly singles release platform. Mike Sikoski, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hey, thanks, Lou. How are you doing? <laughs> Good, buddy. Thanks for getting on the call. Hey, um, yeah. let's let's give every let's take a step back. This I want to talk about all this. If you're doing some really cool stuff, you're putting out like an A and a B side every month, which is very cool. It's a little different than you know people putting out an EP or an album every year. So it kind of keeps the flow going. I want to get into all that, but I'd like to kind of get back. I'd like to go back to the beginning um, with you because you have a pretty deep musical background. Uh, You've studied music very, very seriously at a couple different universities. So why don't you take us back, Mike, and tell us what got you interested in music in the first place and then sort of like give us the Reader's Digest version as to uh, how you progressed from there. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a pretty much you know the family thing. My, my mom and my my dad both. I mean, they were um, divorced when I was young, but you know my dad was way into the um, classical music, and so he took me to a lot of concerts for that. Like especially at the um, grew up in Los Angeles, so like they're on the Hollywood Bowl, and then uh, my mom was actually an Irish folk singer in Los Angeles, and uh, you know I performed on a couple of her things and. 
was I was pretty young when I started doing that. So um, then I just, you know, my dad was in the military, so I moved around to a lot of different cities and started playing in uh, in different bands. I wanted to get into some rock and roll, and so I started doing that more than. So what did you do? Did you pick up the guitar, or what, what did you do to get into rock and roll? I started playing the bass. It was, it was bass. funny. My mom's um, my mom's friend bought the bass for me, and I was just like. You know, I wanted to rock it out. And so the first songs that I learned were like Iron Maiden songs from the, <laughs> from, the from the Killers record, and I really I really still like those songs a lot. You know, um, I think Murders on the Rue Morgue or one of those songs. That's one of the um, the ones I learned. that had a cool little bass intro on that. So yeah, I, yeah, I Steve playing. Harris, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's still one of my favorites. And so I, I just you know I got into to that a lot of uh, you know serious metal stuff. I mean, my first concert was. Uh, was Slayer, <laughs> and then I, then I moved it back then to the East Coast. I moved to the East Coast, and they weren't listening to much of that. So I started getting into Led Zeppelin and started doing a lot of that. So I was, learned a lot of John Paul Jones, bass lines, The Who, all the stuff I could do to to like become a really good bass player. And so I just was always playing bass, and then I started singing. You know, for because the singers never showed up, so then they're like, "Oh, you're pretty good. So why don't you why don't you?" keep singing. I'm like, all right. So I've been just either a, a bass player, um, a backup singer, but now I'm just trying to do a, to my own lead singing and then the whole production and everything. Okay. So, so, so then you, so you become a singer and everything, but your music, you don't, um, just so nobody at home is confused because we haven't played your song yet. You're okay, not a cool. metal musician. <laughs> no, no. And you like you a... kind of progressed into some other, Sounds and um, tell us a little bit about what led you to get into uh, going going to music school and what did you study there? Yeah, so then I was I was studying um, film scoring, so I did a lot. Um, okay, I started out like music technology, so I did a lot of the um, you know the engineering and and then I I did um, it was like an engineering composition. Um, I started doing a lot of film score composition, but then I ended up with the music technology degree. So I was a master's at NYU. So I I, I did a lot of um, you know, it's a pretty you know well-rounded degree. And I mean, I was working for the university, so they helped me pay for it. So so I could just kind of take whatever classes I wanted. And so um, I I did a lot of programming in something called Max MSP. A lot of work with Ableton. Um, I just kept finding that I can, you know, do a lot of stuff with the computers. So I've been working more on computer music. And, I, you know, I've always loved classical. So I've been, you know, I learned a lot of classical compositions. So, and it kind of, that even kind of relates a little bit to the, to the heavy metal stuff because they seem to be very, like it's very, you know, some of that crazy heavy metal is very classical in, in, in its writing. So I, so I, um, I'm able to get back to the my I guess my roots, if you will, but I still <laughs> really love the the folk singing, the Beatles, a lot of a lot of harmonies, a lot of um, you know, uh, I've done a, a lot of vocal production and work like that. And when when guess, you said that you learned a lot of classical music, now what did you did you lo- what instrument did you learn the, the the classical music on? Well, I was I was. Um, you know, I did piano and mm-hmm. and, uh, and guitar, so I, I really picked up on the guitar. And so I did a lot of songwriter courses, and um, and when I took a lot of orchestration classes, so they they teach you how to to kind of 
you, you know, take a take a piano piece and turn it into a, a classical mm-hmm. piece, you know. So I, I did. I mean, I did that in the in terms of film scoring, which is very, very um, much these days kind of you know, based on like Gary Goldsmith and John Williams and yeah. People like that, so it's like a lot of heavy on the the bass trombones, a lot of trombones and tubas, and a lot of action, a lot of, yeah. a lot of serious, serious string string instruments. And so I, I learned how to do, you know, taking just a simple piece or, to, or not a simple piece or a piano piece and put put it to um, a bigger orchestration. You know, um, how when so so were were you, at this point were you all were you writing pop songs? All, all along, or was that something that you started yeah, to do later I on? Can't, I can't get away from it. I keep, like, uh, I was trying to, like, oh, I want to do film scoring full-time, and I just took these, you know, songwriter classes because I'm, I'm like, oh, I still like songwriting. But then I just, I, I don't know, the more song, songwriting I did, the more I wanted to just stick to that because, I mean, film scoring is a lot. You're working a lot with a uh, um, director, and they're just pretty much telling you vaguely what, what they want and got a little got a little tired of it, a little bored with it. And okay. and, and so I, I just thought, hey, songwriting, that sounds that sounds good. <laughs> and uh, I mean it's not not neither of these are easy roads by any means, but you know, I uh I definitely can't stop writing, so I just gotta keep keep putting them out. That's why I like that whole A side, B side, it just kinda keeps me motivated and, and no one's really buying on records these days, anyway. I mean, from from somebody who's kind of coming up oh, okay. now. Okay. So so now, am I now? Just looking over your bio. Now, were you a side musician for some people for a while, or or yeah, I did, you just, I did. Tell me a little bit about that. I did when I was in Boulder, Colorado. I I played with the band. They they were kind of it was kind of a big jam band back in the you know late nineties. They were called Zuba. Um, they, uh, you know, the biggest thing that, that we did with that band was uh, something about Mary's soundtrack. We were in that and uh, oh, okay. did a lot of um, touring with them. I think it was like, you know, 200, 200 days out of the year. And then I, after that, um, after that ended, I joined a, a blues guy. His name was Vince Converse. And so I did a lot of, about probably the last more like 150 days of touring. And then I, I got kind of burned out on it. And were you bass? Were you bass? Were you doing bass in these in these bands? I was bass, yeah, bass player. You were playing bass guitar. You would be the bass player. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, all right. So when do you launch this project? A is for Adam. When when did now? When did this pop up? It came out in around 2012. I uh, had a lot of. I mean, I was like, oh, I gotta do this. I've been, I've been playing around solo, doing open mics in New York City for a while. I have my buddies from uh, music music school playing with me sometimes, and I just was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm just going to start this thing, and I I had a bunch of names. I, I like the A's for Adam one, because it's a, kind of a, a strange name, and I, I uh, that's, like a, that's super, from like a 50s uh, um, thing yeah, about radiation or something, right? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's this, it's this weird old movie from from like, you know, uh, from like 1952. It was kind of a propaganda film for atomic <laughs> energy. And I thought it was hysterical. Then I was like, oh, man, that's a, that's a, that's a good band name. I can't believe nobody took it. So I just, <laughs> I, just, I just did that. So it took me a while to get it going. But, um, you know, because if I'm, you know, I'm doing it 
pretty much by myself. So it's just like, you know, I got, I got a day, day job or, you know, doing the things I got to do in New York, the hustle. And, uh, and so and I, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the old hustle, but I, I didn't want to do the side guy thing anymore because you know, I, I just felt kind of, um, inhibited again. It's the same thing as, you know, not quite the same thing, but you know, all these guys, especially in, in the city, got to, got to really, you know, work a lot and a lot of crazy hours and, tours and I got you know I wanted to still love music and the touring is cool and all and it was like my rock and roll dream a lot of my buddies who didn't do that or like you know they wish that they could or they can and so I'm just like well I like the tour but I, I did it <laughs> kind of been there excited. done that yeah yeah, yeah well, I'm kind I'm of excited get especially if you're like itching you know you're a songwriter and you're itching to kind of like you know really concentrate on that you know and what, like in, in, in New York, what, if you're going to be a, like a freelance bass player or something, what, you're going to work eight days a week, sometimes exactly. like two gigs a day and stuff like that to make, yeah, and you you gotta know, be make like, money. Yeah, you got to be the, the so good. I mean, I, and I, I hire some of these guys. They play in my band sometimes, and they are really good bass players. It's like, you know, it's a, um, it, it's a, there's always... <laughs> someone really really good <laughs> no matter how good you are there's always that 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 sob shows up that can blow you away and you're like god damn it i thought i was pretty good <laughs> i know i'm just like man i could have spent like like 10 more hours on on the couch or something i don't know to get, to get a third of that as good as that guy but you know but everybody's really nice i, I always have really really tell us great, great these, uh, we're gonna play um we're gonna play your song Amsterdam here in a minute, but tell us a little bit about your in, in your your approach to songwriting because um, you have a kind of uh, there's an eclectic mix here. There's a lot of kind of different styles and sounds that seem to kind of come together to create uh, the sound of uh, A is for Adam. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, a lot of times, like with song ideas, especially, I'm I'm kind of I'm just being kind of open to whatever happens with it. You know, like sometimes I'll, I'll come up with a, a melody and I'll say, Oh, that's, that's a good melody. And then I, you know, or, a, or just a hook, a chorus and uh, or words at the same time. A lot of times it's just kind of like, I have this idea for a song, like say, you know, driving down the street or, or anything. Or, but a lot of it has to do with me walking around the city, you know, usually just kind of, or being on the train or doing just some kind of, you know, zoning out and the, the songs come to me that way. And I try to record them onto my uh, iPhone without seeming like a, a nut job. But, <laughs> well, it's New uh, York City, so everybody's yeah. walking around talking to themselves. So they're, they're all talking. So I just pretend like I'm on the phone and kind of sing these, uh, <laughs> these melodies. So it's, it's kind of funny. Because this guy walking around singing to somebody on the phone, but like, you know, but it's like, you know, you're right, in New York, you just kind of blend in, so you can just do whatever. So it, a lot of it is just being open-minded and, and like, yeah, it is eclectic, like a, a lot of influences. So I'm trying to let them all, um, you know, synthesize into something. So it's well, like the uh, Am- yeah. Amsterdam is a little on that, like it's more rocking than, like, say I did the Chasing the Night recently, and so that one's more um, kind of indie electronic Right, know. yeah, yeah. I noticed it's that it has more like keyboard oriented uh type and of the, 
Let's go yes. ahead and uh, take a listen to uh, Amsterdam. This is uh, uh, A is for Adam. This is uh, their latest track, uh, Amsterdam. A is for Adam, Amsterdam, on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Okay, Amsterdam. Tell us about Amsterdam. Have you been to Amsterdam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amsterdam is a – this song – it's kind of like, um, I don't know if you heard of this guy, um, the musician Scott Walker from okay. from the 60s, I think. So strange. Okay. Not not the politician, but the the, um, the singer. He's um, kind of like a... Was he in Big Star? He wasn't in Big Star, was he? No, he was, he was in the Walker Brothers. Okay. It was like this weird... I don't know, there was a documentary about him on, on, on Netflix... Uh, Definitely I'm, check him out. His real name is John or Noel Engel, but he's a uh, um, you know he writes these really strange songs, and one of them is was kind of like what this is based on. It's like you know the girls of the of the streets kind of you know trying to get some empathy for for people in positions that you know they don't necessarily want to be in, but they have to be. So uh, I think that the song is just about the the empathy for. You know anybody who needs, to, you know, kind of pull like I'm saying the hustle or or, or whatever. And it doesn't necessarily mean any particular, you know, thing that like a particular type of profession. It just could be anything, you know. So it's kind of making it vague, but you know, trying to be as specific as possible. But this song um, is it definitely has some of that vibe from the Scott Walker song called Girls on the Streets. And um, this one's a little more condensed than that one. There's a lot more of a a story going on there, but this one is just like a more about the emotion of a particular thing. And so I was trying to get into that with, with the song, like just kind of for, you know, think about being in a, in a position and just get into the emotion of it. So I think this one came out, pretty well that way and that's kind of the direction I'm leaning with the, the newer songs that I'm doing you know it's just my older ones are more you know kind of based on the film score thing a lot of, a lot of stuff going on a lot of key changes a lot of strange keys and things so this Amsterdam is more kind of mix of that folk and rock and this raw emotion yeah, it kind of builds. It starts out with like a, you know, with that, with that, that, what is it? Is that a church organ? What is that in the beginning? Yeah, it's just like a simple, like, it was kind of funny. We did it kind of uh, a Casio thing. Okay. It's, it's like a cheap, it's supposed to sound cheap. Yeah. You know, but, it, but then it kind of goes into this, uh, you know, the first kind of, you know, bit of well, the chorus, or that's not really a chorus, but whatever, you know, or the, or there's some shouting and then kind of goes down and then there's just a guitar. So it's like a, it's kind of a juxtaposition, which we found, I found kind of interesting. Now, who's, you know? now, who's, now, now you're doing something. Uh, well, first of all, be, before we go too farther, now who's in the studio? Are you playing everything or are you um, bringing yeah, this in one, musicians? This one was um, produced by uh, one of my music, uh, my fellow um, NYU graduate named Julian Cassia, and uh, he played. I think I played some guitar on this, maybe a little bass, or and uh, he was doing the the keyboards and a lot of the uh, arrangements. So he, so it was just he and I. 
just the two of us. And I did okay. all, the, all the singing, and we, we recorded it up in, in Hudson, New York. Um, it was a good, uh, this little church that they turned into a recording studio. That's pretty cool. And then, um, so it has that kind of open feel, I guess, like the, mm-hmm. you know, the church, churchy feel. But then, yeah, it was a... Um, it was pretty pretty cool. Like I really he really got the that vocal performance out of me. Like for, I was pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it came, came together. Yeah, really nice. So tell us a little bit. Tell us about this new sort of uh, program. I don't know what to call it. Where you're going to be doing a a single, an A side and a B side. You're going to release every month. Like what? Yeah, I'm going to try to do that. And like, tell tell us about this. Yeah, I just wanted to, like, I talked to a couple people because I've been, like, kind of obsessed about putting out EPs. Like, i got to put out an EP all the time. And then one of my, uh, um, you know, kind of mentors out in Los Angeles said, yeah, why are you, you know, you should really consider just putting out singles all the time because, you know, it's a way of keeping the uh, the content flowing and you don't, you don't have to worry about, you know, an EP or how it sells or, or what it's in. You know, nobody's really. It's not really a an album market. It's more a singles market now, anyway. So I, um, you know, and I, I, I do love albums and EPs because I love the theme. I'm like, a, I love Dark Side of the Moon, and I like from start to finish. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more the exception than than the rule right now. So people don't want to hear every single song on the EP, so you sell them out as a single, so they don't have to buy the whole thing. I think that's just the way it kind of is right now. So I'm, I'm, and I think at the end of the year I'll put them, put them into a collection. You know, so people can buy them. Like people like me who like to have the, the, the collection or a vinyl or, or a, a CD. But you know, well, just, another thing you could do with that uh, is, um, you know, you see you have the single version. And then when you go you when you go to put them together in a compilation of some sort, either an EP or or, or a full length album, uh, you can remix or create alternate versions that you can only get. Yeah, you only get it. Um, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, so, so that way it, it makes the fans. It gives the fans the people that spend the money on the full. That gives them something special. You know what I mean? They say okay, so they're pro- and then they because if they've already gotten all your other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Now they got something that they go like, "Oh wow, this is really cool because this is different." And you can you can do a lot of cool stuff with something like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of the goal. Like you know, this is the next thing. I mean, I'm focused on the singles now, but I'll definitely try to do some some remixes or or something on the collection. You know. Um, who are your like favorite songwriters? Oh, my favorites. Uh, gosh, it's it's kind of weird. I love Bob Dylan. No, I don't want to be. Like um, too much the the you know in the band I love the the and I was just I really like John Lennon and Paul McCartney um, of course but I mean that goes without saying most people would say that but I just I love um, you know the Rolling Stones it's some of my favorite songwriting it's just you know there's something just visceral about it that's in bluesy but speaking of blues I, I really love Muddy Waters and and I, Otis Redding it's one of my favorites um, you know just about anything from uh, Allman Brothers um, God, Eric Clapton and Cream is like one of my all time favorite bands but you know Hendrix of course and then um, 
Uh, you go. I can go on and on, but those are my top. Yeah, you gotta, you know, I'm a classic rocker, pretty much. You know. So, yeah, so. But, um, uh, so what? Um, so tell us a little bit about. Talk, talk to a little bit. Uh, talk to us a little bit more about playing live. Now, are you when you are you playing out regularly? You prim, do you primarily play with a band, solo? Like, t- tell us what you're doing. So. For live, um, it was the work I've been doing at um, at a place called um, um, Dubspot and um, also Harvest Works here in New York. A couple of there are a couple of um, you know electronic music places. So I'm trying to take the, the Ableton, which is a you know program that you can have on the computer, and mm-hmm. uh, and kind of invented this live set there. So I, I take care of a lot of the. Uh, you know, I have all the stems in there so that I can I can just uh, take them in or out and have if I want to have a guitar player on the on the set, then I can have a guitar player. Or I can take them take them out with the click track and add a drummer. So I'm just trying to make it very versatile. So in any any moment I can play with a full band, or I can just play it by myself acoustically or kind of like this. My last set I did at a place called Pianos here in New York City was this Wednesday. And it's the first time I did a duo, like the kind of indie duo. So I have the singer named Clara LaFaro, and uh, she's singing backups and you know affecting her voice with the with the um, this kind of delay effect pedal. And uh, and so then I cover everything else on. I'm playing the acoustic guitar with and uh, have the tracks kind of going, but I can manipulate those as well, so that it makes it so I'm not just press and play and and sing along to a track. Um, you know, I can I can change it and you know go to a different part or you know. So I've, I've been working on that, like the live set. It has a lot of you know it reacts to a, a projector, etc. So I have a whole kind of live like a multimedia thing going on. Multimedia set exactly. So yeah. I, I just trying to make it interesting, you know, trying to give a good show while, while saving my um, I guess saving my budget. If, <laughs> you know, I don't want I don't want it to be like like the um like to be I want it to be a great show, but I, I want to do it in the in the in the best way so I can you know really really hit it home you know. And so some yeah. of these songs, my, this was this last show was probably my most successful one at it. So I'm starting to actually because there's a lot going on. You gotta I'm singing, playing guitar, and doing the tracks, and you know talking to the crowd so it's like uh, I'm glad I'm able to uh, it, it's it's like a, I, I'm a conductor up there or something what we're going to do is I want you to go ahead and tell everybody about how they can keep up with you and make sure that they don't miss any of these um, uh, these uh, A and B sides that you're putting out every month and then we're going to we're going to wrap up the interview and come back I'm going to ask you I'm gonna, we're going to do a bonus and I want you to get into a little bit more detail about how you run this live because I think a lot of people, a lot of musicians would be interested to know about that. Oh, cool. But go ahead, yeah. before we do that, before we do that, let's go tell everybody out there how they can keep up with you so that they don't miss one of your singles that you, yeah. that you have putting out each month. Go ahead. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you can get me on uh, Twitter. It's um, a is for Adam. Um, I'm on Instagram. Same, same thing a is for Adam. Um, the website is www.aisforadam.com and uh, Facebook, uh, A is for Adam Music. 
And then you can find me on, um, I've been putting out everything on Bandcamp, which is also just A is for Adam, and then CD Baby, which is, uh, I believe, A is for Adam as well. Uh, yeah, so guys, just so you know, it's A-T-O-M. Yeah, it's for Adam, I not always, A-D-A-M. Yeah. Some people don't get always, that mixed up. <laughs> I'm always saying at, at, at home. i got to remind myself to say at home. <laughs> and then, and then yeah, I'm on iTunes as well and Spotify. You can find me in those. Well, guys, make sure that you go out there and you uh, you uh, bookmark uh, A is for Adam's uh, websites and everything so that you don't miss anything. These are some great songs. And uh, Mike is a dynamite songwriter and uh, uh, oh, musician, yeah, and yeah. So you guys don't want to miss that. Mike and I are going to do a bonus question here in a minute. We're going to wrap up the official podcast this time, though. Guys, you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. That is Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com. Uh, if you like A is for Adam, if you like bands like Flying Joe's and Vexine and the Manimals and all these great bands that uh, we've been featuring here on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, if you think that they deserve to be heard by more people. I highly recommend that you go to supportindierock.com, and that is a place that we've set up where, where we can uh, start to put together some programs that will allow us to do a lot more for acts like A.S. for Adam other than just interview them, but really help get their music out there. So that is supportindierock.com. One more time, shout out to my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. Thank you so much for being our longtime sponsor. Guys, you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. This has been my interview with Mike Sikoski from A is for Atom. That is A is for Atom, A-T-O-M.com to keep up with everything they've got going on. Guys, thanks so much for listening. LudiniRockandRollCircus.com, and we'll catch you guys on the next podcast. Okay, Mike. Um, Tell us a little bit more, like if you could go into a little bit more detail about how you run. What, so, so you're running Ableton on a laptop or something? Yeah, so I have Ableton heading into a direct a direct box. So the, the, um, I have my own direct out. It's uh, these tone bone ones that have a good, pretty good amount of control of the you know the low end. I mean, I don't run run with the sound guy, so so I have everything. I kind of got to control it manually if I'm, you know, just kind of running the sound. And a lot of times sound guys want to turn the, um, so, some of the stuff down because the production can be kind of kind of big. So I just kind of mm-hmm. try to ease, ease it up a little bit. But no, I don't want to blow up there. Right, right. I, I want to be, be respectful. But of like course. I, I, have, I have it, um, you know, mostly the monitors need, I, I usually need a little bit more oomph in there. So I, and I also have everything... Um, dialed in pretty well in Ableton. There's a lot of, um, you know, filters and uh, like notch filters and, and some some pretty crazy EQs going on so that, I, so that I'm not sending too big a signal out. So I have it pretty well compressed and it's it's not going to, um, it's not going to, uh, you know, send a signal that's so hot that they got to. How it how are you how are you triggering it? Do you do you have some kind of foot switch rigged up with it, or you just or you just have the laptop on a, on a music stand? Like, what are you doing? Oh no, I got it. Yeah, I put the I put the um the computer away. Like, you don't see. I'm not like interacting with the computer. I have it all on on one of these. Um, it's just a it's just a controller that I have on a stand. It's just everything's kind of triggered from the uh from the keyboard. It's like a little mini. Casio thing, like not it's not a Casio, uh, an Akai, 
Let's let's talk to so you're using a MIDI. So what you're using MIDI to do that, or you're what USB? Yeah, like USB is USB, but it's MIDI control. So I have everything, you know, you know, sent to um, everything's programmed to uh, a knob, and I I can launch clips and independently and and kind of have all these samples going. So it's it's a lot of fun to do. <laughs> it's just a lot of a lot of crazy, you know, quotes from from you know movies or whatever. Well, wait a minute. Oh, wait, hold a second. Hold a second. Hold a second. Slow down. The the what are you talking about? Are you talking about the audio or now? Or are you talking about the video with the crazy no the audio? audio. This is all audio, so I don't okay. I don't have I don't have that. That's not the audio section. So I'm I'm uh I'm just running everything, you know, and, and triggering it from. And I have it all mapped out to uh, various. You know, little knobs or buttons on this. Uh, it's a pretty cool, like the Akai. The, it's a small little uh, keyboard, and so I, I just I can launch all the tracks from there. I mean, I, and it's all set to to launch not not clips, but tracks. You know, so mm-hmm. I, so you start the song, and then once the song's going, I can change it, and you, you know. So you can do stuff live in the moment with it as well. So if you're not like completely like if you want to do something a little different, you can do that. Or, yeah. or are you completely married to it for the No, no, I, I can I could change it. You know, I could I could change it. I can, you know, stop it and move it on. I I could do do something called follow actions so the follow actions can can trigger it it goes it'll go the order of the song unless I don't want it to go to the next follow action. So it's like a um you know, like Ableton you know, tricks. So sometimes they don't. It doesn't work. <laughs> so it's like, so it's, it, you got to have the the that kind of uh, the the pioneer spirit and have a have a good time no matter what what happens. You know. Yeah, yeah, of course. So it's, it's good, yeah. Now, are you playing? Are you playing bass too while you're doing this? I play bass um, or I play the guitar. I have both, so like depends on the song. So I'll I'll do a bass and then I do a lot of songs just straight acoustic. Okay. No, no accompaniment. So it's like I have about three or four of those, and that those go over. It's kind of good to have the the mixture of the of the electronic and then some acoustic. People really they really react well to it. You know, some of my it provides the dynamics to what you're doing. Yeah. The acoustic and the um, yeah. What happens? Yeah, what happens whenever? Um, <laughs> do you? I mean, like, so so in other words, what if you get into like something like that and say you lose your place? I, I mean, like, are you like place? screwed? Like, you know, are you, like, how do you? Oh, like, yeah. Are you, are you going to rescue it, or are you just like gonna like suck yeah, it? Yeah, happened to me. That happened to me one time. Like, the the monitors cut out, and I had no idea where I was in the song. I was playing the, the show up in Toronto. Nobody seemed to notice, but I was like, Bleh. <laughs> I just, I just kind of, I just kind of stopped singing and pushing some buttons, and so it kind of looks like I was, I was, you know, so one of these things about you know performing. You do it once, it's a mistake. If you do it twice, it's in the song. You know? That's how the song goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to try to copy what I'm doing. It's like, oh yeah, I could do that. So. Oh, okay, okay. So right, this is very cool. So you're using a you're using an an outboard keyboard. The 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 the, the laptop is hidden away somewhere, so it doesn't look like yeah, you're I don't, checking I don't email be, while you're playing. <laughs> yeah, I don't want I don't want to be a laptop guy. I don't, don't want to you know kind of take the 
cool things that the DJs do, but not be a DJ, you know? I mean, not that I'm, I, I think DJs are great, but like, you know, I, I, I want to, I want to do, um, you, you know, I like, there's kind of a little smoke and mirrors things with, with yeah. that, but I, I kind of want to get away from that and, you know, just, just play, play the songs as much as I can, you know, because some of these guys at, at Dubspot are very, very serious about like, you, you need to be an electronic performer and not like pushing a button. So it's like, so I want to kind of, I've been working with a guy named Roz and he's, he's definitely like, don't, don't just push a button up there. Don't be a, like a, like a DJ, be a, be a, a performer, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so there has to be some, I think there has to be, even when you're doing something like that, there has to be some immediacy or else people yeah. feel like they're just, you're just doing up there doing karaoke. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I want to, I want to do that, you know, and I, you know, it's my goal. And it's, initially it took a while for me to, to get there. And I, I, I definitely can manipulate the, the, the stuff the way I want to, or more than most people do, but it's like, you know, I, I still want more. So I'm, I'm, it's an ever, ever changing experience. So. And I bet, so there was probably a lot of practice before you could like just fire this up and take it up out to a game. Oh, right? yeah. Oh yeah, I wish that there was even more practice, but you know, sometimes you just gotta jump in. Yeah. How long of a set are you playing, Mike? It's usually about an hour. About an hour. Okay. Yeah, I could probably play, like I'm up to the point where I could pro- probably play like uh, two, two hours or so. But you know. Yeah. I, I usually, usually, usually the sets are 45 minutes for now. Yeah. I'm just like trying to do all the greatest hits, you know, <laughs> so, so it's good. Well, I, uh, hey, Mike, thanks a lot for, like, uh, giving us your your little peek under the hood there. Um, because oh, uh, there's a lot of people that don't, that I think would like to do more, like, like to play by themselves, but, like, ah, oh, it doesn't sound as full, and then they don't want to be a karaoke act either and just play the track. So, like, I, I think some people were kind of interested. I know that I was in the how yeah, that anybody, all works. And if anybody, if you just get me on uh, on Facebook, can always or like yeah the Facebook page is for Adam um, music. You can shoot me a uh, if you have any questions or or any tips or whatever. Just send me a, a little direct message or post on the page. That would be cool. Okay, cool man. Um, before we before um uh, uh before you get out of here, um, could you give me a tag? Could you say uh, this is Mike uh, Tukoski? From A is for Adam, and you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Can you do that for me? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. All right, anyway, just very clearly, directly into the phone. Okay, let me. I will, I will count you in, and it is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, and here we go. In in five, four, three. Hey, it's Mike Sikoski from A is for Adam. Um, you're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it, buddy. All right, man. You have it's a great Mike. rest. Yeah, you have a yeah. great rest of the day, man. We'll stay in touch, man. I, uh, I think yeah, definitely. You, I think that we. I don't know, like, if you have any, what your sort of aspirations are, um, but you might want to consider um, a, a, a creating a course on uh, how to do this the live stuff. stuff with the triggering, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, you might might, might be some. We'll talk about it in the future. Uh, but I'll, I'll, you know, we'll get in touch with that. But just let that germinate, man, right in your brain, because uh, 
there's a, you know, I think that that's a growing thing. And there's a lot of people, a lot of people like, now maybe like guys in New York and LA and stuff like that are more hip to that. Whereas as you get farther away from those areas, you know, guys like in Pittsburgh and Minneapolis and, you know, stuff like that, they're not, you know, they may want to do that and not know how to put that together. So it might be something because, you know, you're not just being, you're not just doing that as an electronic musician or as a DJ. You're actually, you know, you're playing the bass, the guitar and singing as well. So, um, there's a lot of guys that would be interested in that. So it's just something to think about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, man. You have a, you have a good day, buddy. Thanks a lot. Okay, take care now. You too, man. Hey, take care. Good, good time. All, right. All right, later. All right. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.